If you stay in the word, God will show you. He'll, he'll make himself known to you. He'll, make, he'll show you exactly what he wants you to say and to do for the time. And so go with me to Acts chapter 17, if you would. Acts chapter 17. And I'm going to be reading from verse 16 through verse 23. Acts chapter 17, verse 16 through verse 23. And our key verse will be on this morning, verse 23. Our key verse will be verse 23. Acts chapter 17, verse 16 through 23, with, chapter, with verse 23 being our key verse. Amen. Amen. And I, I, I look around here in this room and everybody's there. So I would say in the church, I hear no pages turning, but I hear no pages turning, no, no phones uh, moving. So I <laughs> gather everybody is with us. Amen. 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 This is the word of God from uh, the Acts of the Apostles. Verse 16. Now while Paul waited for them at Athens, his spirit was stirred in him, or troubled, if you would, when he saw the city wholly given to idolatry. Therefore disputed he in the synagogue with the Jews and with the devout persons, and in the market daily with them that met with him. Then certain philosophers of the Epicureans and of the Stoics encountered him, and some said, What will this babbler say? Others, some he seemeth to be a setter forth of a strange gods, because he preached unto them Jesus and the resurrection. And they took him and brought him unto Areopagus, saying, May we know what this new doctrine whereof thou speakest is. Verse 20, For thou bringest certain strange things to our ears. We would know therefore what these things mean. For all the Athenians and strangers which were there spent their time in nothing else but either to tell or to hear some new thing. Then Paul stood in the midst of Mars Hill and said, Ye men of Athens, I perceive that in all things ye are too superstitious or religious. Our key verse 23. For as I passed by, and beheld your devotions, I found an altar with this inscription to the unknown God, whom therefore ye ignorantly worship. Him declare I unto you. This is the word of God for the people of God on this morning. Let's bow our head in the word of prayer. Heavenly Father, as we come to your word on this morning, give us hearts to believe and ears to hear what the Spirit is saying to the children of God assembled in the church with us today. Give me grace to preach your word effectively with power, clarity, and authority under the anointing of the Holy Spirit. Speak, Lord. Your children are listening. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. You may be seated. Again, verse 23, for as I passed by, Paul says, and beheld your devotions, I found an altar with this inscription, to the unknown God. 
whom therefore ye ignorantly worship, him declare I unto you. I want to preach this morning from the thought, if you would, for a subject. Don't make God unknown creating your own gods. Don't make God unknown creating your own gods. As Paul was waiting for Silas and Timothy to join him in Athens, the Bible lets us know that he was troubled in his spirit by all the idols he saw in the city, at which time he engaged with members of the two most prominent philosophies of that day, the Epicureans and the Stoics. Paul, in following his custom, he reasoned in the synagogue and in the marketplace as well. The Epicureans and the Stoic philosophers attracted a lot of followers who often gathered in different parts of the city to discuss the greater issues of the day. There were always philosophical and religious or superstitious ideas being debated at the Athenian court, which is Mars Hill. There were images of idols everywhere. Paul was very observant, and he noticed an altar with the inscription to the unknown God. My, my, my. The Greeks there worshipped multiple gods, but there was one they didn't know, but didn't want to overlook. And so they erected an altar to the unknown god. Areopagus, Mars Hill Courthouse, was the site where the Athenian court convened. Unrighteous judgment was often made here as well as bribes. Philosophers and educated men came there always, always ready to hear something new, which is why they invited Paul to preach. But since it was a capital offense to preach a new deity in Athens, at least from my understanding, Paul used their own words inscripted to launch his preaching with a reference to an altar he saw to the unknown God they didn't know, but worshiped in ignorance. Glory be to God. He was the one Paul was going to make known to them. Paul's focus was on God, on the Lord Jesus Christ, his resurrection, and the gospel, and how God was to be properly understood. His aim was to bring them to the knowledge of the only true and living God as the proper object of their adoration and their devotion. Let me say that again. Paul's aim was to bring them to a true knowledge of the only true and living God as the proper object of their adoration and their devotion. There is a God. There is a God. And that God is but one. Though they serve many. Paul wasn't introducing them to any new gods. Because they already worship all kind of gods. Paul was reducing them to the knowledge of the one true and living God. Are you listening this morning? Amen. They were at lost for the knowledge of the true God that not only made them, but made all creation. And they were at this loss for the knowledge of the true God by worshiping false gods they made for themselves. It's going to get plain. I hope, I hope you're listening this morning. Sadly, 
many still to this day are at a loss for the same reasons. Worshipping false gods that many have made for themselves has caused many to be blind to the knowledge of the true and living God. He's still unknown to many, even in the church. Amen. Oh, glory Amen. be to God. But notice something here. The true God, now all the gods they had, the true God was the only one they didn't know. <laughs> but they erected an altar to him. So that says to us, to you and to me, that they had a knowledge. They had a sense of his presence. They had a sense of his presence. Because you already have enough altars to these false gods. But this one here you don't know. But yet we don't want to leave out. And I believe many then and even to this day. Worship God based on their own preconceived notions. That they take from the world system. You know you get people that come into the church today. Will try to tell the church how to operate. The people will come off the street with their own preconceived notions. And tell the church how the church is supposed to be the church. Are you listening this morning? See people get bits and pieces of truth. From the word of God. But they got a whole lot of the world systems understanding. They want to get a little bit of pieces from the Bible. Pieces that support their agendas. But they got a whole lot of the world. That they live by. Let the church say amen. But true worship. Can't be separate. From true doctrine. True worship cannot be separate. From true doctrine. In John 4, 22 and 23, John chapter 4, verses 22 and 23, Jesus corrected the Samaritan woman's concept of God at the well behind this in regards to knowing what she worshipped. He told her, with regards to the Samaritan woman, and to the Samaritans, I mean, he told her, you don't know what you worship. Wow. Not just to her, but to the Samaritans. You don't know what you worship. See, because real worship is more than just singing mm. and clapping. I'm going to help somebody out this morning. I'm going to take my time on this. I ain't going to be too long. We're going to get to our communion. I'm going to let you go. But real worship is more than just clapping. And, and, and that's good. And praising and singing. Amen. Are you listening? Amen. It, it takes more than that. A real true worship, Jesus said, if you look over in John, is to worship God in spirit and in truth. The Athenians knew about God, but they they were limited to what they could understand. Just look over and, and tell your neighbor to know God, to know God is to know what He teaches. Come on, look at your other neighbor and say, "To know God, to know God is to know what He teaches." Glory be to God. I hope you heard what you just said. I don't just know about God. Get to know God. And you get to know God through what he teaches. Sadly, many who profess him still don't know about him, nor what they worship. They profess faith in him, but don't know him. And so they worship in vain, not knowing who they worship. See, we got to know God as God to truly worship him as God. I'm going to say that again. Mm -hmm. We have to know God as God to truly worship him as God. It's impossible mm -hmm. 
for those who deny God's existence to know God. And it's many people that, that are still baffled and troubled as to why the, the Bible don't make sense to them, why they can't understand Christian folk, church folk, because they're still denying the very existence of God. And it's impossible for them to know him when you reject him and deny him. Are you listening? Why? Because the Bible lets us know that he that comes to God must first believe that he is. And then that he is a rewarder of them that diligently seek him. You believe in God? You got to go after God. Oh, come on, y'all. You believe in God, you go after him. In other words, nobody searches for anything they don't believe exists. None of us. Nobody go after anything you don't believe exists. But with the Athenians here, their problem was that they preferred worshiping many gods mm -hmm. instead of just one god. It, that problem wasn't with their belief. See, they, they, they believed there was another god amongst their deities or their other false deities, if you would. They were just ignorant of him. Mm -hmm. You know, they believed him because they, read, they erected an altar to him. They just didn't know him. They just didn't know him. How many in the church? Mm. Lord have mercy. Come to the altar. Bow down to a God they don't even know. Glory to God. And so Paul, like many preachers even to this day, are making him known to those who don't know him. Both the Samaritans and the Athens were guided by religion rather than relationship. If we haven't said nothing over the years through generations through other churches religion is not what God is coming back for Amen. he wants a relationship now you say well, what is a relationship look at you and another person how, how do you have relationship with other people you spend time you get involved with, they, with what they get involved with and guess what when those things stop happening, that's when the relationship goes sour. Mm -hmm. you, you, want, you say it all of a sudden, it just happened. No, it didn't just all of a sudden happen. It's a slow leak. <laughs> Most flat tires start from a slow leak. And the slow leak simply said that we just didn't pay enough attention to the tire. Or we didn't take it serious to get it fixed when there was a problem. We let the thing go all the way dead and then we try to fix it. Y'all might as well say amen. amen. God wants a relationship. Don't let your rituals of worship overshadow the one you worship. Sometimes people in, in, in many churches, we can get caught up into the traditions of men. And the word of God tells us that the traditions of men have made the word of God of non-effect. You can get caught up in the method. All, and, and do all the things right. I mean, you can wear all the right attire you want to wear. You can look uh, religious if you want to look religious. You can even sound religious. You can go to church every week. You can be on this ministry and that ministry and still not know God. Jesus even said in the last days, many of you will say, Lord, have I not prophesied in your name, cast out devils in your name, and performed many wonderful works? That ain't ordinary Jew. He said, but then when I profess from you, depart from me, you workers of iniquity. Why? I never. Listen, listen, listen to that. I never knew you. Not, not, not I knew you and, and, and there was a severance. 
there was a break in the relationship or you got away from me like in like the church in Revelation I have somewhat against the Ephesus because thou has left thy first true love but it was established but he's going to say there in Matthew depart from me I never knew you you see, so he's, don't, don't come with a bunch of religion. God wants a relationship. Spend time with God. Get in God's word. Are you listening? He wants us to worship him in spirit and in truth. True worshipers worship God in spirit and in truthfulness and sincerity with the very core of their being. Just tell your neighbor, say, true worshipers worship God. In spirit, in spirit and in truth. And in truth. That means in truthfulness, in truthfulness and with the very core, the very core of, your being. of your being. That means your life. Jesus. That means your life. I, I like how Paul said over, over, over another part of Acts. He says, it's in him. I live. Come on, think about this now. In him, I live. I move. I have my being. So nothing is done without him. Nothing is done apart from him. Nothing is done even really in that sense. If I had my being in him, I consent with him first. Come on, y'all. Don't make God unknown. Creating your own gods. I have two points this morning before we take our communion. Two things that, 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 that I want to bear to mind that I want to leave you with. And number one is this. God may be unknown, but he's always present. God may be unknown, but he's always present. He reigns on the just and the unjust. He may be unknown to many, but he's always present. He's never absent. Even when you don't see him, he sees you. He's sovereign. He sees all and he knows all. I like, I like what Jesus said over in, in the gospel. He said, consider the lilies of the field, how they grow. You know how they spin and toil? Who's taking care of them? Look, look at the birds in the air. Who's feeding them? Are y'all hearing me this morning? You, you know there's some situations that you've been in that don't make natural sense. Mm -hmm. Oftentimes, spiritual things don't make natural sense. Mm -hmm. Some of the things that God will ask you to do, some of the things that God has done in your life and in my life, mm -hmm. don't add up to the natural mind. No, no, no. How in the world can you take care of a family of five, six, seven, and eight on a salary of one? Mm -hmm. I watched my mother do it with me. Mm -hmm. I used to wonder how in the world she could take care of me with a $5 an hour job, a $7 an hour job, $10 an hour job. And I demanded so much more. And then I got paid, uh, went to work with my father down at Uncle Steel for a series. And I worked down there making, bringing home almost $500, $600 a week. I'm talking about back in the 70s. Mm -hmm. That was good money. Now I'm bringing home that kind of money and I'm still coming to her at the end of the week full money. Mm -hmm. <laughs> are y'all hearing what I'm saying to you? How, how was she able to do this? Are you listening? It was God. He, 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 he will do it even when you don't see how it's getting done. That thing that almost happened. How many of you have had uh, several almost? 
Glory be to God. That thing that almost happened. When I laid there in that hospital bed, and, and uh, Lord have mercy, on, on what I thought at one point was my deathbed, and I almost let go. I'm going to be real with you, because I thought that was it, but God said not so. See, he sees you even when you don't see him. He just wants you to trust him. Are you listening? And so, if, if God so clothed the grass of the field even, shall he not much more clothe you, the Bible says? Huh? Don't make God unknown, creating your own gods to make a way for you. When people start doing that, most times it's because they're out of fellowship. There's no established relationship. Listen, when, when your kids come home from school, from work, they come in and say, Mommy, Daddy, whoever's in the house, what's for dinner? They don't come in doubting if they're going to eat dinner. I need you listening. They come in, what's for dinner? Why? They trust that you have something ready for them. If they need clothes, if they need shoes, they come to you and say, Mommy, I need a new outfit. Not, wow, Mom's not going to have it. Dad's not going to have it. We're not going to get anything. Now, there are some people who are in that situation. But for most of us, I'm telling you, you got to see how blessed you are. Things could be worse. I know we complain about a lot of things, but things could be worse. Don't start creating your own gods, trying to make your own way because you're impatient waiting on God. Oftentimes, things don't happen right away. It's because God is teaching us something. And most of the time, he's teaching us to wait on him. And sometimes, he's keeping us from something either destroying us or about to kill us. How many of you can agree with me that everything you prayed for, you're glad you didn't get all of it? <laughs> I just want to talk to you this morning. There's some things that we pray for. I know for myself, I thank God he didn't let happen. I didn't see it when I was asking for it. But when he revealed to me why, oh glory be to God. And he didn't have to show me anything. He didn't have to tell me anything. He could have just did it. And that was it. And you remember the words he had, the conversation he had with Job. Where were you when I put the stars in the moon, all these things? Don't question God. Amen. You can ask him things, but don't question in doubt. As if he don't know what he's doing. He sees you even when you don't see him. Just tell your neighbor, don't make God unknown. Don't make God unknown. Creating your own gods. Creating your own gods. Many have made their money their gods. Their jobs their gods. Their spouses their gods. Some are even your children. Amen. We got to be very careful. We have to be very careful that you don't make things in other people your God. Trying to find other ways. Now, I'm going to say this in, in, with a little humor. You got to be careful that you don't get caught up in trying to make the lottery or gambling your God either. <laughs> and I say that because my, my wife and my brother know we, we like this show that we watch. And, and we, we watch it. Uh, it's called... Uh, Am I saying this right? Million dollar listings of houses or the lottery, whatever, where people win the lottery, whatever. And they, I mean, beautiful homes. And Lord knows, we listen, I love the Lord with all my heart, but I love some of them homes. Them homes are nice. Y'all, they're nice. And Lord, we know we're looking for a home too and a church building. But Lord, Lord knows, listen, they look nice, but if you're not careful, you can make other things your God. 
You make other things your God. Seek ye first the kingdom, the kingdom, his dominion, where God reigns and rules of God. Amen. Every kingdom has a king that rules. Seek ye first the kingdom, the dominion of God. Are you listening this morning? And he said, all these things, not, not everything. See, people misquote that. Not everything. He said, all these things, the things that he prior to spoke of, your basic necessities. God will not see you without. There's no good thing will he withhold from them that walk up right before him. God's word is true. So when people start making God unknown, it's because they're creating gods of their own. They haven't learned to trust God. If you have a relationship with him, then you know what he's going to do and what he won't do. And you know that even if something is being delayed, it does not necessarily mean it's being denied. He's holding it back for a reason, oftentimes to protect us. Let me say this to you this morning. Everything is timing. Everything is timing. Sometimes we want things before it's time. What if God had to put the man here on earth without first creating the earth? Oh, glory to God. I want to make it plain this morning to you. What if he had put those things here first? What would man have to do if he put man over the garden to cultivate it and to give all the animals names? Well, what if they didn't exist first? It would look foolish trying to name something that's not there. Trying to stand on a ground that does not yet exist. God is a God of order. And he teaches us to let all things be done decently and in order. And that's not just in a church building. That's in every area of your life. We are to conduct ourselves in a certain manner. I didn't say that we are perfect, but we should be seeking perfection. I'm the first to tell you that I'm not perfect. Far from perfect. If there were a line of perfection, I would be somewhere way in the back of the line. I'm just going to be real. going to kill a devil this morning. I would be way in the back of the line. They would say, well, well, Pastor, you come on up here. No, this is a line of perfection. I can't come up there. You probably can beat me up there. Y'all might as well say amen. amen. See, every high priest is taken up from amongst men is ordained for men. God takes ordinary people from ordinary people and build them up. Are you listening? So I, I didn't come from an alienation. I, did, I didn't come from another created world. I came from the same world you came from. God raised me up and raises up pastors, men and women of God, leaders. He raises us up to be a blessing for the rest. So if you watch this, we talked about this over in when Jesus in Bible study at the discipleship class, I believe it was a couple of weeks ago. When, when, when Jesus sat down with his disciples, when they sat down on the grass and they fed 5,000 with the two fish and five barley loaves, notice what Jesus said to them. He, he took the to, to feed the people. They said, we have not enough. Jesus took the bread. Watch this. He took what they gave him, those two little pieces and five loaves, yeah. and he looked up to heaven and blessed it. Mm -hmm. see, see, some of what we're trying to ask God to do is not going to get done because it ain't blessed. Yeah. Well, God. Mm -hmm. If you want to see something multiplied, it first must be blessed. Yeah. Watch this. He wasn't finished. Now, he blessed it, and it multiplied. He gave it to the disciples. Mm -hmm. Wait a minute, Jesus. You could have just given it to the people yourself. No, because he says, see, I raise you, me, us, we that are Christians, that are children of God. 
I raised you to be a blessing. So God blesses us to be a blessing. And so if there is no need, what do you need of God? God blesses where there is a need. And so he gave it to the disciples and they distributed to the people. You see what he did? He's teaching us how to care for the needs of others. Even when he left his mother to John at the cross. Woman, behold thy son, son, behold your mother. He Take care of each other. Take care of each other. Look out for one another. This is what I'm asking generation to do. Call one another. Pick up your phone. Send a letter. Send a postcard. It don't just have to be a holiday. Reach out and check on somebody. Care for other people. It does not have to. It shouldn't be anyway. It shouldn't be a reason why you call all the time. It shouldn't be a reason. Listen, let's put all that. Listen, I'm calling just because. I'm checking on. My wife and I, we, we, we bless each other with things. And it doesn't have to be a holiday. Say, what's this? It's just because. Just because I'm thinking about you. Because I love you. Don't create your own gods trying to make your life what you would call better. God knows what's best. God makes your life better. Your life is not better without God no matter how much you gain. What does it profit a man? And watch this. Man... Male and female. Spirit has no gender. What does it profit a man? Should he gain the world and lose his soul? What have you profited? God may be unknown, but he's always present. The second and final point is this. You must have knowledge of God to truly worship him as God. You must have knowledge of God to truly worship him as God. Say it one more time. You must have knowledge of God to truly worship him as God. In other words, the Bible is our source for the knowledge and plan of God. While God does reveal himself to us through nature, mm -hmm. Romans 1.20, he reveals himself through us through his son, Jesus Christ, Hebrews 1. And he reveals himself to us through our conscience, Romans 2. The scriptures also testify of God's existence, 2 Timothy 3. So there's no excuse to why you can't know God. Nature reveals him. The Lord Jesus Christ revealed him. Your conscience reveals him. Every man has within him no moss. There's a law born, it's innate in every one of you. Every man knows that there is a God. We just choose to either accept him or reject him. But there's a knowing born inside of every creature that's called man to know God. He should never be an unknown God. He may be a rejected God. That's why he's unknown. Or a denied God, that's why he's unknown. Because people don't want to acknowledge him. Because to acknowledge him means you have to repent. Mm. Oh, that's a bad word in the church for many today. Oh, that's a bad word. Mm -hmm. Repent. 
Turn from your evil and wicked ways. Change your mindset. The way you think about God and the things of God. Turn from the evilness of this world. Full turn, as, as I used to hear my seminary teacher, Dr. Lewis, used to say, make a complete 180 degree, 360 degree, however many degrees you can turn, turn all the way. Turn, don't just turn halfway because you turn, you're halfway there. Make a complete turn. Even when you fall, just get up and keep turning. How many of us have fallen more than once? I, I didn't fell so many times I lost count. But just keep getting back. The devil hates rebound. See, when you fall and make mistakes, the devil wants you to waddle in it. I think that's why he chose the snake. <laughs> to operate through. He wants you to waddle in it. Come on, people. No, get up. Get up. So what? I made a mistake. That's gone. Let it go. It's in the past. I talked about that last week with, with Paul and, and Barnabas and Silas. Leave it alone. It's gone. Leave it alone. Move on from it. Are you listening? Amen. The scriptures bear witness of God. So you got to have knowledge of God to truly worship him as God. To know him is to know what he teaches. You can't reject God's word and know God. Oh my God. My. Boy, we got a whole lot of Christians. They won't study. Won't read their Bibles. Don't want nothing to do with the church. Don't want anything to do with the things of God. You can't find them. They disappear. Lord have mercy. But they say they know God. Mm. I'm, I'm, I'm afraid that many are worshiping in vain. My Lord. Mm. I'm afraid that he's unknown to many. Mm. Are y'all listening this morning? Amen. This is how we know what we worship. Through his word. Mm -hmm. Through his word. Get in his word. Our knowledge of God rests on knowledge obtained from his word. The Samaritans, like those in Athens, they were in doctrinal error. And so their worship was in error. If your understanding of God's word is in error, then your worship is going to be in error. Your praise is going to be in error. Your understanding is going to be in error. Why are you listening this morning? It's going to be an error. Wrong interpretation will always produce wrong application. You can't rightly apply what you wrongly interpret. Remember, we talked about this in, in, in our discipleship class, in Bible study. Interpretation. And see, many of us, we interpret what we think something means. That's not interpretation. Interpretation is understanding the thought pattern of the author. You need to know what he or she, whoever's writing the book, what did they mean when they wrote this? What was their intent and purpose behind this? That's why we understand the literary context. We need to understand the grammatical construction of the word. The way things were written. Remember, the Bible was... It's, it's written for all of us, but it wasn't written to us. Amen. Originally written to the Hebrews, to the Jews, but for all of us. God called a group of people, a nation called Israel. He wanted to use them to be his body in the world, to represent him to all the other world so they could see who he was and come to know him Amen. and receive him. But Israel failed. And so God came and did it himself. Glory be to God. There's some things you just got to do yourself. Yeah. And so he came down 40 and two generations and wrapped himself in flesh and came amongst men, came amongst men. So he would not be unknown. Listen, if God don't reveal himself to us, you won't even know him. We would be just like the Epicureans and the Stoics. We would have signs to say to the unknown God. 
except God revealed himself to us. Mm -hmm. The only way we know God is by revelation. He made himself known to us. Now you tell me that's a God that, that's out to get you. Huh? He gonna make himself known to you up there. Glory be to God. He gonna make himself known to you in here. And then he gonna do it visibly. I mean he gave you so many ways. And then if you can't get it that way, I'm gonna put it in a book. So, if you really want to know me, I'm here, I'm here, I'm there, and I'm going to come along to you in my presence. There's no reason why God should still be unknown. It's just that people don't want to change. It's easier to create their own gods. Remember when Moses even went up to the mountain? And when he come down, he, I mean, my God. It, it hadn't been that long, but he come down off the mountain. He was taking too long for the people, and he come down off the mountain and then hear the other people. And, and Aaron even got taught him that. Now you're supposed to be the priest that, that watches over, <laughs> and here you down there. Just look, I'm sick of it. I'm just paraphrasing. Do what you want to do. You want to make gold calves. You want to make your false gods, your own gods. We're seeing it all through the Bible. People are making other gods because God is unknown to them. Because for many, God takes too long. He don't work like they want him to work. But his ways are not our ways. Nor his thought, our thoughts. They're much higher than ours. But, but when people get impatient, they want to make their own gods. Because their own gods do what they want, agree with what they want. So it's, it's easier to make their own gods. Are y'all getting this this morning? Amen. They were rejecting the knowledge that was available to them in the entire canon. They only want bits and pieces of it. Let's not make the same mistakes. Let's not make the same mistakes. D listen, some of the people that you're praying for and, and, and you're saying, Lord, why won't they change? They're not as crazy or, or let, me, let me find the right word. They're not as simple-minded as you may think. Some people are saying, I, I'm just tired of them. They're just simple. They just do. They're not as simple-minded as you think. They just don't want to change. Mm -hmm. I used to hear Dr. Marlon Monroe say something years ago, and I, and I got it. I really got what he's saying. If there were one thing too hard for God, and we know that nothing's impossible with God, all things are possible. Mm -hmm. But if there were one thing that would be too hard for God, he used to ask people, what would it be? And, 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 and you would see his congregation and many that he was talking with them. Oh, wow. What, what can be too hard for God? He said it would be this. It would be to change the will of the mind of man. If there were one thing too hard for God, it would be to change the will of the mind of man. Because God will not go against your free will. He gave you free volition, free will to choose. And if there's only one thing to choose from, that's not a choice. <laughs> a choice requires that there be another. That's what makes it a choice. If you went upstairs in your closet and you pulled out one dress and only had one dress, you didn't have to choose what you were going to wear because you only had the one. But if you have two dresses, now you have to make a choice. And so God will not go against our choice. He even tells us, choose you this day whom you will serve. you got to make a choice. He's not going to force you. If there were one thing too hard for God, it would be to change the will of the mind of man. He will not go against your choice. Amen. But 
your choices have consequences. Mm -hmm. Oh, Lord, have mercy. Let's not make the same mistake. Watch this. Don't miss what I'm giving ready to say to you. Please don't miss this because this, this, this is probably going to sum up the entire message here. And I want to take my time with this this morning. I want, I, want, I want you really listening this morning. There are many of you who profess to be Christians giving off signs like you don't know God. Please don't miss that. There are many of you, and, I, and I'm, I'm looking out there also, listen, those of you who are following us on Facebook, on YouTube, podcast, wherever you're watching, there are many who profess to be Christians, giving off signs like they don't know God. Now you say, well, preacher, I ain't down there with no inscription, holding no sign up. No, you're not holding up a written sign wow. that says to the unknown God, but physically, mentally, spiritually, you're giving off signs that you don't know God. You're giving off signs that you don't know God. You say, well, what do you mean? Prove it. You got a Bible, but won't read it. Physically, you won't get involved. The church has something. No show. Don't know if you're going to be there or not be there. And you want a ministry. <laughs> you say you're a member, but the church don't see you or hear from you. Don't, don't turn the camera off yet. <laughs> we have Bible study and training to help you grow and you're a no-show. As always an excuse why you can't be there. But you will go out of your way to be other places. You will go out of your way. Even to take extra hours on the job when you don't have to. Now we know some of you have, have been pressured. You have to. It's, it's mandatory. That's something totally different. That's something totally different. I'm not talking about the mandatory folks. And I'm praying that you get released. Amen. Especially one of our very own. I'm praying that she gets released from some of them hours. Because I see her heart's desire for her God. Are you listening? But many of you, you know shows. And watch this. The problem with that is, if you're not careful, eventually, 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 you will go back to your old ways of the world. Amen. If you stay away from God long enough, and, 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 it, and, it, and it's, see, the devil is so subtle. Remember I told you, it's not like a flat, it's a slow leak. All of a sudden, you look up and say, man, how did I get back here? It just happened. No, it didn't just happen. It's been happening. The more and more you've been drifting away from God, he's becoming unknown. The more and more you're creating other things to do, he's becoming unknown. Please listen to me out there. Whoever you are, this is for this morning. I pray you get it. I pray you get it. God deals with us in simplicity. All that complicated nonsense, God ain't interested in. He deals with us in simplicity. We are his children. How do you deal with your children? In simplicity or as an adult? That's the problem with many now. Mm -hmm. That's the problem with too many parents. You're trying to make your child a grown-up too fast. Let them be children. Let them be children. The Bible says train up a child, not a grown person. Train up a child in the way that he or she should go. Train them according to their bent. You can't make child one, child two. 
Don't raise all your children. They are not, they're not the same. They have different personalities. So that means you've got to know each one of them. And, and in order to do that, you have to have established a relationship. See, when you have a relationship, I, I know when this one hurt and when that one hurts. When you have a relationship, I know when this one is offended and that one is offended. When you have a relationship, I know what this one likes and that one doesn't. You can't try to make them all the same because your brother likes this, that your sister got to like this. Because this sister like this, you got to like this. Absolutely not. Train up a child in the way they should go. Are you listening? And when they get old, when they get old, when they get old, the word says, they won't part from it. We got to live by this word. We got to live by the word. They won't part from it. Stop trying to make them grown at 10, 11, and 12, and 13, and this age and that age. Let them grow up. Let them grow up. When they get old, if you've planted the seed, Amen. somebody awarded along the way, yeah. God will give the increase. Right. They'll come back. They'll come back. Are you listening? Please get this this morning. Mm -hmm. If you're not careful, you'll eventually go back into the world. No, you're not holding up a physical sign, but you're giving off signs like you don't want God, like you don't know God. Some of you are doing things that you know you ought not to be doing. All of us have fought and fallen into that area. But be like David. Amen. I've done wrong, but yeah. repent. Amen. See, that's how David was God at the man's own heart. He knew how to come back. Yeah. He did wrong, but he knew how to repent. Amen. He knew how to repent. He knew where to go mm -hmm. to make it right. God was not unknown to him. Huh? Do you do you do you think? That Abraham could have offered his son mm. on the mount a sacrifice about to take his life if he didn't know the voice of God. Mm. Why don't you think about that? Because it was only after he heard God say, Abraham, touch not the lad. For now I what's this? Now I know. Wait a minute, God is all knowing. Now I know. See, there's some things that God still wants to experience with us. I asked my wife and a, a couple of members at the church this, when I got out of the hospital, something God was dealing with me with, and my wife, I think she gave me a scripture of Psalm 96, I believe it was. I will sing a new song. Mm -hmm. and, 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 and I began to say this to the church and ask a couple of members, what could you give God that he don't already have? I want you to think about that out there also. We, we're almost going to take communion in a minute. But what would you give God? What could you give God that he don't already have? He said, but God got it everything. He, he, he created all things, the heaven and the earth. Mm -hmm. Right? Cattle on a thousand hills. So what could you give God? He told Abraham, now that you did this, you were about to you obey me in sacrificing your son. Now I know you love me. Mm -hmm. See, because... That was a new experience. God hears us saying some things, and we say some of the same things every day. But what have you done new for God? Mm. What new experiences have you given God? What new song have you got, got for God? What new praise? Some of our praise is the same thing. Thank you for waking me this morning. Thank you for starting me on my way. And, I, and listen, nothing wrong with that. But some of it is just repetition. Repetition. And God had to show me that. With COVID, it gave me a new song, a new praise, a new outlook. 
See, because God wants to experience new in your life. Think about this when you're in a relationship with somebody. Those you in a relationship with, don't you want to see them do some new stuff for you? Oh, God. Oh, Lord. Huh? Don't, don't you want to see? I mean, it's, it's okay if they come home and just, okay, where are we going at the day? Let's go to Cracker Barrel. Where are we going at the day? Let's go to Cracker Barrel. Next day. That, that, that's, it's, good, it's good going to Cracker Barrel. But let's do something new. Let's throw some red lobster in there. Let's throw some, some longhorn in there. Let, let's throw even a movie or something. How, hey, how about a play? Hey, let, let, let's go to a bull. I'm, I'm, just, I'm just throwing some things, different things, different things. Keep the relationship spiced. It says to the person that you're thinking about them. You know, it, it says that you that you care about them, that you're paying attention to them. Men, this is why women keep getting on you. It, 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 you stand in front of your TV, she lets you watch the game all day long. But if she come home with her hair done, notice it. If she goes to get a nice outfit, pay attention to it. Come on. She, she does some nice things, say something. D -d Just make some new things. God wants to see new in us. Amen. New. Give him something new. Give him something he don't already have. Well, Lord, I, I, this is new. So I, I didn't, you didn't, I didn't do this with you yet. Come on, give him something. And and many of you, what would be new for you and God is to read your Bible. Some of you, that would be new. Just get in your Bible every day and just pick out a passage of scripture and just read it. And God, God boy, you probably have the angels and God in heaven doing the electric slide. They would probably be up there doing the electric slide. Look at my child down there in my books. They in Genesis, Exodus, Leviticus, Numbers, Deuteronomy, Joshua, Judges, Ruth, 1 Samuel, 2 Samuel, 1 Kings, 2 Kings, 1 Chronicles, 2 Chronicles, Ezra, Nehemiah, Esther, Job, Psalm, Proverbs, Ecclesiastes, Hosea, Joel, Amos, Obadiah, Jonah, Micah, Nahum, Bacchus, Ephraim, Hagarai, Zechariah, Malachi. They in my word, Genesis, Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John. Glory be to God. Acts, Romans, 1 Corinthians, 2 Corinthians, Galatians, Ephesians, Philippians, Colossians, 1 Thessalonians, 2 Thessalonians, 1 Timothy, 2 Timothy, Titus, Thessalonians. They in my word. Oh, glory be to God. They in my word. Hebrews, James, 1 Peter, 2 Peter, 1 John, 2 John, 3 John, Jude, and the revelation of the apocalypse. They in my word. Lord have mercy. Gabriel, come and see this. Michael, look, 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 look at what they're doing. They in my word. And guess who the only one going to be in the corner like this? <laughs> Satan. Because he understands once you're in that word. Mm. Once you're in that word, he can't come against you like he used to anymore. The things that seem like you couldn't stand, boy, they're going to get so much easier. The things that were so much more difficult, that giant, that Goliath, that used to be a big mountain to you, boy, it's going to look like a little pecan, a little acorn. It's going to look so much smaller. Because Jesus said, if you got the faith to size the grain of a mustard seed, you can speak to that mountain and say, be thou removed, and it will be cast into the sea. Glory be to God. I hope you're getting this this morning. Don't go back to your own way. Don't make God the unknown God creating your own gods, trying to make your own way. Know who you worship. Know what you worship. God don't want us ignorant of him. Please. I'm going to say, just, I'm not here to be uh, uh, politically correct, Englishly correct, or whatever. Because my English teacher would have got me a whole lot of grammar. Uh, but wait, did you put that right there? Listen, I'm going to tell you how I feel it. God don't want us ignorant of him. Amen. If he didn't reveal himself to us, we wouldn't know him. 
So why would a God reveal himself to you and didn't don't want you to know him? We serve an intelligent God. He don't want you ignorant of him. But sadly, God is still unknown to a lot of people because they're still replacing him with other things. You keep replacing God with other things, he's going to still seem like he's unknown. He's going to seem like he's missing. And guess what? He's missing and lost. And then when something really major happened, you're trying to find him. When something major really happened, all of a sudden you're trying to run to him. And guess what? He's so loving, he'll still be right there. While you're running, watch this, don't miss this. While you're running trying to find God... He said, see, if you really knew me and had a relationship with me, you wouldn't have to run and find him. You know I'm already there. God Almighty. <laughs> I'm already there. Emmanuel. God is with us. He's already there. See, your relationship would tell you that. I don't have to go without. That's why he said, in the evening of the last day, many of you are going to tell you that the Lord is over here. He said, don't go running. Don't go running over there to find him. See, if you look within, he's already there. He's already with you. You don't have to go run and try to find God. He's already there. What you got to do is bow down in your spirit. That's worship. See, praise seeks his hand. Worship seeks his face. Bow down in your spirit. Humble yourself under the mighty hand of God. And in due season, God Almighty, he will exalt you. Humble yourself, God will exalt you. Exalt yourself, God will abase you. Are you listening? Don't make God unknown, replacing him with other things or with other people. Huh? Oh, and I, I, I listen, hear me clearly on that one. Don't make God unknown, replacing him with other things and other people. You were going to church before you met Joe. Oh, boy. Sarah came in your life. Now you don't have time for God. Huh? Glory be to God. Just when you were getting close. See, see, the, notice something. I'm going to tell you something. Whenever your blessing is about to come, the devil will always try to show up first. Mm -hmm. That's what he did with Jesus in the wilderness. Mm -hmm. He do he, what, what the ministry was beginning there. He wants to try to come up first. Whenever your blessings come. So watch everything that, that just comes to you and it looks so easy all the time. Mm -hmm. It ain't always from God. Mm -hmm. See, because when it's from God, it's going to line up with his word. Yeah. When it's from God, it's going to line up with your word. So you've got to ask yourself, is this thing lining up with the word or is it just lining up with my feelings? Mm. It's why you can't worship God in your feelings and in your emotions. Because when that happens, that's why, because let's be honest, sometimes you feel like coming to church, sometimes you don't. Mm -hmm. Sometimes you feel like a nut, sometimes you don't. Let <laughs> the church say amen. <laughs> you can't serve God in your feelings. Because there's some days that you don't feel like it. But according to his word, mm -hmm. forsake not the assembling of ourselves together as such is many of you doing. Many of you, God is unknown. You act like you don't even know. Some of the things you hear coming out of Christians' mouths, it's like you don't even know them. Mm -hmm. I watch even preachers tearing down other preachers. What God do you know? It's not for us to tear each other down. We should be lifting each other. So what if I don't agree with everything you agree with or you agree with everything I agree with? So what? But we should be able to disagree without becoming disagreeable. Amen. We learned that from Paul and Silas on last week, mm -hmm. Paul and Barnabas. Yeah. Yeah. I don't have to tear you down to build myself up. Mm -hmm. Nor should you have to tear me down to build yourself up. Mm -hmm. 
We have the same mission in mind. How we get there may be different. The method may be different, but the mission is the same. Are you listening this morning? Amen. Don't be ignorant of the very one you worship. Don't be ignorant of the very one you worship. Just reach over. I wish I, wish I was in the church building where we can reach over and give somebody a hug. But we can reach over. We know we can't do that in these times now. We're still cautious. But I miss those times. I really do. I miss those times where we can come together and just embrace each other and just spread love. It's coming back. It's coming back. But listen, before we take communion, we get ready to take communion. I hope you heard something today that that changes the, maybe the way that you or somebody you know had feelings toward God. And since some of you are still angry with God, you, you may not say it, but you are. You're angry. Maybe you lost a loved one. I, I don't know. A, a, a child or parent, spouse, I don't know what it may be. And you may be angry with God. And you don't know how to tell it to anybody. And you're angry. Because you say, how can a God that is supposed to be a God of love take my loved one away from me? And you're battling with that. You're struggling with that. And you never got the help you need for that. So you still got some hostility built up inside of you. You got to get that out of you. And the only way you can get it out of you is through the word. Let the word wash you. Let God's spirit cleanse you from the inside. You, you, got, you got to be born again. You need his word. You need his spirit. They that have not his spirit and none of his. You need his spirit. You need his word. Let the word wash you and cleanse you. The blood of Jesus took care of what you needed on Calvary. But now you need the word. So listen, those of you who have been saved, don't just get saved and get out. And act like you don't know God no more. Because I don't know about you, but when you really know God and you really love God, even when things hurt, even when this world is going topsy-turvy, you still don't change from God. No matter what this world does, my wife and I, it's like it's, it's us against the world. My family, my it's us against the world. No matter what the world is doing. But I'm not going to stop loving them and have a relationship with them because what the world is doing. So nothing should change you. Nothing shall be able to separate you from the love of God, which is in Christ Jesus. Nothing. Absolutely nothing. So I'm saying to you, out there, if you heard this today, don't make God unknown. He doesn't want to be unknown. He don't want to be unknown. Jesus is his name. He loves you. He gave his life for you. And he's coming back for you. He's coming back for you. Don't replace him with other things and other people. The devil will always try to throw somebody in there to throw you off. Just when, have you ever noticed that just when you were about to say yes, just when you were that close, just when you were about to say either yes to your ministry, yes to whatever God was calling you to do, wherever he was calling you to go, just when you were about to say yes, just when you were about to agree with God, the enemy came in. The job didn't even like you at first. Now all of a sudden, they want to keep you. Just when you were about to say yes to your ministry, yes, they, now all of a sudden they want to keep you and don't want to let you go. No time for God. The enemy is very clever. That's why the Bible tells us to be wise as a serpent, but humble as a dove. 
-hmm. See, your front can never meet your back. I tell all of our leaders and ministers that. Mm -hmm. Your front can never meet your back. What I mean by that is have compassion, mm -hmm. but you got to have a tough back in this because people are going to stab you in the back. They're going to go behind your back. They're going to say things behind your back, but you got to be tough-skinned. Mm -hmm. And watch this. Some of them same people, you still got to learn to love. That's why your front can never meet your back. You still got to love those who hate you. Amen. Those who wrongfully use you. And this spot, you still got to love them. Because that's what God did for us. He so loved the world. All kind of crazy folk. That he gave his one and only son. Are y'all listening this morning? Don't try to replace God with other things. You're going to find out that's a long road to nowhere. We learned that with Solomon in Ecclesiastes. That's why he wrote the book. Felt life was meaningless. No, life is meaningless. It's going to feel meaningless without God. Amen. Without God, it's going to feel meaningless. And that's what so many in this world, angry with God, upset with God, feel that like it's meaningless to serve God, meaningless to deal with you church for we ain't going to become this. It's meaningless. No, it's going to seem meaningless without God. He didn't tell you because you're a Christian that you wouldn't go through anything. Mm. Some of you have the wrong misconception that because I'm a Christian, I'm saved, I shouldn't go through anything. That's not Bible. That's not the word of God. But I tell you this, the suffering of this present time is not worthy to be compared to the glory that shall be revealed. What God got in store for you, what we're going through now, won't even be able to compare to it. Let us break together. Pray together. Glory be to God. Oh, give thanks unto the Lord, for he is good, for his mercy endure forever. Oh, that men would praise the Lord for his goodness and for his wonderful works to the children of men. When we observe the institution of the Lord's Supper by Jesus on the night that he was betrayed while celebrating Passover with his disciples, we remember through the bread, his broken body, and through the fruit of the vine, his blood that was shed. The Bible says over in 1 Corinthians chapter 11, verse 23 to 29, if you want to take your reading, you can stand if you want to. 1 Corinthians 11. Paul says, For I have received of the Lord that which also I delivered unto you, that the Lord Jesus Christ, the same night in which he was betrayed, took bread. And when he had given thanks, he broke it, said, Take, eat, this is my body which is broken for you. Do this in remembrance of me. After the same manner, also he took the cup when he had supped, saying, this cup, the New Testament in my blood, this do ye as often as you drink it in remembrance of me. For as often as you eat this bread, drink this cup, you do show the Lord's death till he come. Wherefore, whosoever shall eat this bread and drink this cup of the Lord unworthily shall be guilty of the body and blood of the Lord. But let a man examine himself and so let him eat of that bread and drink of that cup. For he that eateth and drinketh unworthily eateth and drinketh damnation to himself, not discerning the Lord's body. Amen. Let us pray. Heavenly Father, we thank you for our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ, who shed blood and resurrection makes possible our salvation and redemption. Set us apart now, Lord, and set these elements apart by your Spirit, that we may faithfully partake of them, in Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen. I've had Sister Joelle, one of them here, we would sing a long song, but I'm not going to do that because we don't have the choir here. Oh, Lamb of God. We'll just do a little bit of that. Sweet Lamb of God. 
I love the whole. While you prepare your communion, the Lamb of God, wash me, oh wash me in His precious blood, His precious blood. Till I am, till I am just a Lamb of God. One more time, oh Lamb, oh Lamb of God, sweet Lamb. Sweet Lamb of God, I love the whole Lamb of God. Oh, wash me in His precious blood. My Jesus, my Jesus Christ, the Lamb of God. Again, on the night that Jesus was handed over to suffering and death, he broke bread and gave it to his disciples and said, this is my body broken for you. This do in remembrance of me. Take ye and eat. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Likewise, after supper, he gave them the cup and said, this cup is the New Testament in my blood. This do ye as often as you drink it in remembrance of me. Take ye drink. Oh, come on, give God a hand of praise on today. Come on, give God a hand of praise on today, wherever you are. Amen. It's good to be alive. Amen. 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 It's good to be alive. Yes. Thank the Lord again for our, our I don't even want to say really visitors. <laughs> uh, family. But our family. Amen. Amen. And, 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 and please forgive me. Give me your name one more time. Wanda. Sister Wanda, we thank God for you. Beautiful spirit, beautiful presence for our very own Minister Sharifa. We thank God for them on today. Amen. <laughs> For, for being with us and so we, we 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 honor god for you and for your presence uh come all this way um we ask all of our, your church family again please keep in mind the two o'clock hour we will be um in our books discipleship class the book of daniel and so be ready for that again keep all of the sick and shedding and your prayers as James said, pure and undefiled religion is this, to visit the orphans and widows in distress. Mm -hmm. So make sure you visit people. Uh, I know at this time, you don't want to just show up on people's house, so I kind of left that part out to, to just make the call. You know, visit by phone right now. Phone, and, and with the technology, now you can text. Um, there's so many ways to get in touch with people. And, you know, um, Facebook, you can, uh, what's the other thing they do? Uh, uh, FaceTime, yeah, where you can actually see each other, amen? There's a little machine I saw too that they have um, some new thing. And I put it on my phone where you can actually see members. If they have one and you have one, I forget the name of that. Um, what's it called? A doulo, something like something else where you can actually see the person. It's a, a little portable thing like this and they can see you. And I mean, it's, it's so many ways to get in touch with somebody. You know, maybe there's a grandmother that's, that's far away and she wants to see her grandkids. Yeah, you always good. Amen. Maybe there's a grandmother that, that, that the family don't see. She may be living by herself. 
Make family get together. Purchase her one of those things. You know, Grandma, this is for you. Here's your box right here. So we, you know, we may not be there every day, but guess what? We can yeah. tune this on every day and we can see you. You know, pur purchase that. Come on, we, you'll spend two, three hundred dollars on food, two, three hundred dollars on, on and, and just blow it on something else. I mean, it's your money, do what you want with it. I got that. But at the same token, I'll pay your tithes, but you two, three hundred dollars on other stuff. But at the same token, that there may be somebody that just needs your presence. Amen. You know, this, we got to look out for each other. There have been a lot of people that suffered depression mm -hmm. behind COVID. Yeah. A lot of people suffered stress and loneliness behind COVID, the time they had to be away from people. That's why it's not good for man to be alone. We need each other. God created us this way. We need that camaraderie. We need that fellowship. We need that communion with each other. And so, so you know, maybe reach out to somebody, maybe a single mom or something that needs some help. Let's, let's reach out, church. Let's reach out. Let's, let's call people that's made a mistake and say, hey, I, 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 I just want to reach out to you. you. You don't have to keep reminding somebody what they did. They know what they did. But hey, I'm, I'm here for you. I, I love you. I just want to check on you, see how you're doing, and, 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 and be on about your way. But let's, let's drop a card. If you don't think they'll answer the phone, drop a postcard. Get, put something in the mail. You don't even have to put a return address on it if you don't want to. Just put it in the mail. Just say, love you. They don't even have to know it's from you. Just put something in the But just to know that somebody cares, that somebody's thinking about me, it means the world of difference. Amen. Are y'all listening this morning? Amen. God don't want to be unknown to us, and we shouldn't be unknown to other people. He don't have no secret agents. God wants us out there amongst people. He wants us getting involved in the lives of people because he cares about people. All this that he's doing is because he cares about people. Amen. He cares about people. And if you were the only one left on this earth, God would still do all this for you. Yeah. That's how much he cares about you and loves you. Amen. 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 God bless you. Heaven smile upon you. Let's look to the Lord as we close. Again, thank all of you again for your prayers. All of our Facebook followers, podcast followers, YouTube followers, thank you so much for, for making us a part of, of, of your life and this ministry a part of, of your, your lives and your family. And we pray that we have said something, you've seen something that has made a difference, that's making a difference continually in your life and in the life of your family and ministry. Yeah. To God be the glory. Yeah. The Lord bless you and keep you. The Lord make his face shine upon you and be gracious unto you. Yeah. The Lord lift up his countenance upon you and give you peace. May the strength of the Father, the grace of the Son, the anointing of the Holy Spirit, empower and equip you all to thrive to the glory of God. And now may the peace of God, that brought again from the dead, our Lord Jesus Christ, that great shepherd of the sheep, through the blood of the everlasting covenant, make you perfect in every good work to do his will, working in you that which is well-pleasing in his sight, through Jesus Christ, to whom be glory forever and ever. Baruch Hashem, blessed be the name of the Lord. Shalom. Go in peace.